Hi, I'm Taban Sharesh, the host of That Something Within. My aim with this podcast is to have conversations with people from all walks of life to find out that moment where that something within was triggered for them to make changes in their life. I hope you enjoy listening to this and find inspiration in these stories. Thank you for joining us on this journey. Welcome to That Something Within, and I'm so happy to be joined by Liv Condon today. Now, not many people can say they've started two successful businesses from scratch, built a one million brand um, in their in their teens, traveled the world speaking internationally and won 10 national and international business and entrepreneur awards. And even fewer people can say that they've done all of that and so much more before they were 21 years old. CEO and founder Liv Condon, the UK the UK's Young Entrepreneur of the Year, tenacious and entrepreneurial to her core, left school aged 16 and founded her first business, The Property Stages. At 19, she built a £1 million brand in the industry and that didn't expect that didn't exist. So Liz um, knows a thing or two about how to build a scalable, international, recognisable business and personal brand. Now she beat the odds and turned her vision into a profitable reality. Liv now uses her own success and experience to help other entrepreneurs leverage their expertise to become thought leaders in their space. Thank you so much for joining me, Liv. Oh, hi there, Taban. So good to be here. Thank you for asking me on the podcast. Thank you. Now, we met a few years ago on a panel and I was I was just taken aback by your story. I couldn't believe, well, I could believe it because you, you were there in front of me, but, you know, the success that you built from such a young age, and I, I, I'm just completely fascinated by that. Um, so I don't know if you can just tell us in your own words a little bit about you and your history. Yeah, of course. And that means a lot coming from you. You're such an inspiring person. Um, and I was also blown away by your story. So yeah, oh, thank you for having me on the podcast. So yeah, I mean, for me, I have always been a born entrepreneur. I started my very first business when I was 13. And basically what I'd done was I imported different things from China and then sold them on eBay. So when it came to the point I was 16, I was in school and although I had really good grades, I could have went on to university and that's what my teachers wanted me to do. I basically decided that was not the path for me. I didn't want to be anyone's employee. I didn't want to stay in education any longer. So I decided that I would actually leave school and start another business at 16. Um, so the idea for my business, the property stagers, was my mum was involved in property. There was a property that she was trying to sell. It was on the market for three months. She couldn't sell it. Then I decided to stake that property, which basically means just finishing a property, like a showroom. Once I stage it, it actually sold in three days above the asking price, having been on the market for three months. So I sort of realized like, wow, I'm onto something here. I I actually am going to give this a shot. I'm going to leave school and I'm just going to launch this business. Wow. That, I mean, how, so I'm a mum and I'm, my son's a similar age to when you left school now. And I'm trying to think, how did you manage to convince your mum that 
you were you were ready to leave school and start a business so yeah I mean that's a funny one because for me I was very very fortunate like my mum actually had her own business and she really encouraged me from a young age to one do what I love um, I can never imagine waking up every day going to like a job that I don't enjoy so she was actually my biggest supporter and she works with me now so when I was 18 the business started to get really really busy and to be honest who would you rather work with than your mom you can trust her and asked her to leave her business to join me and she works with me to this very day oh wow that's phenomenal that's brilliant and it's so it's so actually this thing comes up for me a lot when when I was when Siva was younger um I used to have a lot of guilt for working because mm-hmm. I'd have time taken away from me um but as I realized it's actually so inspiring for children to see their parents working so has your mum played a role in inspiring you in the in, in the work that you do and you know the business seeing as she had a business before yeah absolutely in, in many senses of the word because she used to drag me around house shops as a young child <laughs> but gave me a bit of a a little taste for what interiors was going to be like and I hated it at the time but I actually learned to like grow to love it but then also yeah seeing her working really hard um, I used to go away with her a lot in business I used to go to work with her I just really wanted to see her in her in action as much as possible. And I think I was at that time a bit of a sponge. I was just taking it all in. I was writing loads of notes and I was just like thinking, this is a life that I want to be involved in. Like I want to have my own business and I want to be like her. And what what was that moment like? I think, you know, a lot of people have that aha moment or that's something within that kind of arises a lot later in life. Um, you had it pretty young like can you pinpoint that moment where you just realized this is what I want to be doing for the rest of my life yeah I mean for me I think I, I never took direction well when I was younger so everything was I'll do it myself I don't need any help so I was very I was a very independent child teenager but then I actually when I was 16 I applied for this basically the equivalent of the young apprentice in my sort of local area and there was you know 16 other people my age and I decided that I'd go in for this business um sort of challenge lasted two weeks and see how that went and I actually won that when I was 16 um, oh wow and for me it was like it was just a bit of a confirmation of like this is what I should be doing I've actually got a bit of a knack for this I've thoroughly enjoyed it um, and I'm actually really good at it as well so going from school being good at things and not enjoying them um, I used to be an Irish dancer and I was good at it but never good enough so this was for me this was sort of confirmation that business was something I could be successful at. Oh wow and was like throughout your teen years um, did how how did it like with your peers or you know, all the other students, how, how did that impact your way of thinking? Yeah, I mean, for me, like my teens and being like in my younger years, life was pretty challenging in terms of I was really badly bullied, um, especially in my secondary school or high school. And a lot of the time I was bullied because I was good at things. I didn't really have to try and people 
didn't like that you know I was standing out and I was doing well so to be honest not getting along with people was something I was quite used to but then transitioning into business and while most of my friends were still at school or heading off to university that was really challenging because your life is completely changes you are constantly working hustling to build this business um, and they're on student loans and sort of out partying. So it was it was a real contrast of their life and mine. It was it was challenging to keep those relationships up. Um, so yeah. So did did you ever were there any moments where you kind of thought, oh, have I made the wrong choice? I I'd quite like to be doing what they're doing. Yeah, I think sometimes when, I mean, when you start your business, I started my business with absolutely no startup funds and with no experience, like, and I was building a a business in a male-dominated industry. Like, most of my clients were 40, 50-year-old men um, who were businessmen, and I was a 16-year-old. I bounced onto the scene. I had long, blonde, curly hair. I actually cut it all off to look older into a pixie cut. And yeah, it was it was a challenging atmosphere to go into. You're going into property investors who love profit and talking about numbers and buildings, and you're going into that space and saying, "Hey, look, if I put some cushions out and a rug and some artwork, I'm going to make you thousands and more pounds on your property deals." So it was challenging, and there were so many days that it was getting so hard to keep it all going, to keep the money coming in, to keep it all running. I felt like giving up and I was looking at some of my peers and thinking like oh well, they're they don't have student loan they don't even need to work or their parents are keeping them and yeah it didn't choose the easiest path <laughs> oh wow and how um what, what would you say were your most challenging moments I think my most challenging moments were certainly um some of the so I was I mean I worked for 18 hour days seven days a week pretty much for the first couple of years in my business and I think some of the most challenging moments for me was when I'm I thought I would be getting like some money into the business and then the deal would fall through which happens very often in property and just sometimes like it was very very much overwhelming I was trying to furnish like five bed houses to a week and for just one person, that was quite a lot to take on. That was a lot of work, um, a lot of physical work as well, whilst, yeah. you know, dealing with being a teenager and all the issues that come with that. Yeah. And how, I mean, was your was your mum supporting you in that area or did you have any support or were you completely on your own? Yeah, I mean, my mum still had her business, which she was running full time. So for the, till I was 18, so the first two years of my business, it was just completely me. I am um, obviously I had her emotional support and support when she wasn't working, but yeah, it was just it really was just me. And when you start out in business and you've got no money to start it, you are wearing all the hats, like you're doing all the jobs. I remember one job I actually didn't want to pay my van people forty pounds to carry a sofa up the stairs, and then it took me like six hours round trip to try and get it up the stairs <laughs> so I've had a lot of lessons I've had a lot of times that I felt like yeah given up but yeah it's been a journey oh wow and have you so how have you seen I guess you said that you entered a very male dominated industry and 
How have you seen that industry, like the home staging business industry, change over the time that you've been involved? Yeah, so to be honest, I started the property stagers because there was no other service or anyone offering a similar service and really the UK at an affordable price. So at that point, it was a bit of a light bulb moment, right, I'll start it. And I mean, there was no one else in the market offering the service that I was offering, especially in Scotland. I'm now, I mean, there's so many businesses out there that are that have been inspired by what we've done and have started in home staging. So that industry is really growing. Um, it's still not where it should be. I don't think the UK have yet woke up to the fact they do need staging like in the States. Um, I was actually out in Nashville um, last year, the end of last year, speaking at the international conference there. The only business representing the UK. So it was it was really interesting to see the shift there. I mean, there was, it was a conference of about 800 people. Um, whereas if you were to put one together in the UK, you might gather a hundred. Um, so yeah, it's a big difference. And, but it is, it is a really growing market. Um, so I'm excited to see where that industry goes. Oh, brilliant. And cause you started from such a young age. Um, were you ever scared or did you have any fears? Cause I know when we're younger, I guess we have less fears over stuff. Um, so what what was that like for you, that journey of, um, was there any fear of failure? I mean, I personally don't believe in failure, but was there any fear or being scared of anything not going your way? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I had massive imposter syndrome, that sort of feeling that I was going to get caught and I was going to get, yeah, someone was going to find me out because especially starting a business at 16, I found it very challenging if someone asked me my age to tell them the truth. I because I was thinking like my mindset was why would someone trust a 16 year old with thousands of pounds um and it was it was really quite a hurdle that I had to overcome now personally I feel it was my problem no one was actually looking at me and thinking that because of the way I presented myself I was very professional and I, I was good at what I'd done um so it was actually something I had to get over myself mentally and I actually just started to address the elephant in the room and said, look, I know you might be looking at me and thinking I'm young, but I've staged over 50 properties. I am only 17, 18, but yeah, trust me with this, I can do it. And that made a massive shift in their reaction, but also my mindset. And of course, I've had the fear of, uh, the fear of failure, uh, especially, I mean, so many people said to me, you'll never be able to do it. That will never work. And I specifically remember when I went into the careers office at school and said, look, I'm going to start this business. They said, what are you doing? You're going to ruin your life. Yeah. Uh, have, you, have you seen any, any of them now or any of, any, <laughs> any of the people in school that bullied you and the careers people? Yeah, they've seen you or reached out or yeah I mean I've seen a few of them I am because I I actually lived for a very long time in the place I grew up and I actually did meet a couple of people I'm and all very lovely and really supportive of what I've achieved because you know my story was put out nationwide via BBC I'm about when I hit a million pound in revenue um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a bit of a challenge meeting them now, um, but most of them are pretty supportive. That's good. That's good. And in terms of like the imposter syndrome, you said, do you, has that played into like um, 
adult life. Oh my God, yeah. I mean, I think imposter syndrome will be there throughout your whole life. For example, I was invited to dinner at 10 Downing Street with the Prime Minister. And when I got the email through, I was like, right, this is obviously fake. Like, why would anyone (laughs) invite me there? Um, I was like, is this like a, (laughs) is this a joke? Is someone saying this as a prank? Um, So I think that's probably the perfect example now of what imposter syndrome means to me. I have such incredible opportunities now that come my way and I'm like, really, I'm just, you know, a girl from Glasgow. I can't believe this is happening, but there, it has been a lot of hard work along the way. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. You've worked hard for it. Um, you, you deserve everything. And so tell me, so now that you've kind of, you've got to the success that you're at with your business, you're now helping other people grow? Yeah, exactly. So basically, I hit a point with property stagers. We, by the time we were, I was nineteen, we'd hit a million pounds in revenue. Um, the business now pretty much runs itself. My mum is really at the forefront of running the operations, and I'm involved with high level decisions with marketing and and where we're going next with the business. Um, compared to the days that I used to be out building the furniture myself, it's quite a contrast. Yeah. I mean, one of the most powerful tools I found in building the business was sharing my story. And I know that you're really passionate about this as well, Taban. Sharing your story is so powerful. And I believe it's one of the main reasons why we achieved that success is really harnessing the power of a personal brand. And people really buy not what you do, but why you do it. Um, so I'm really out there now to help other entrepreneurs share their message, their purpose, and their story to grow their business. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. And you do that also through your podcast? Yeah. So I recently, past couple of months, launched the Thought Leader Chat podcast, which of course you've been a guest on, which was an awesome yeah. interview. And really that's just to bring together different thought leaders across the world, different backgrounds, different businesses or different causes, purposes, and to really share that message with my audience and whoever is interested in listening because there's so many inspiring stories out there and people that are, they are really leading the way and the place or the space that they're in. Um, and the connections that I've built over the past couple of years in business I thought like it was an absolute crime not to share some of the behind the scenes conversations I've been having. Completely. And and do you think that's helped, I guess, your personal growth as well? Oh, yeah. I mean, the people that I've met along this journey, which is now coming up for six years, has just been insane. And to be honest, it's it's not really, I didn't really realize the power of it to the last three years in terms of who is in your circle is so important. And that famous saying from Jim Rowan, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. But whenever yeah. I do like a podcast interview, whether I'm interviewing a guest or I'm being interviewed, I just come off the call and I'm like so radiant. I'm so buzzing. I'm so happy because it's been such a high level conversation. So I thought that, that those conversations had to be shared. <laughs> Well, they they definitely are. Um, And where can people listen and find out more about your podcast? Yeah, so we're on um, both Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Google Podcasts. And you can just find us at the Thought Leader Chat Podcast. Brilliant, brilliant. Definitely check it out. I'm I'm 
can't wait to listen to all of them. Um, you've got some great people on there. Um, so in your journey, I think, you know, one thing that strikes me is what's kept you going? Yeah, I mean, I ask myself that same question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, for me, the one thing that's that's really kept me going is like, I definitely have this, um, I've always had this really intense drive to reach my goals and to achieve whatever I've set out to do. But now, I guess, first when I started, it was to be financially free and to really be able to support myself. But I think now I'm driven by a much higher sort of purpose or goal, and that is to really support others. Like, I feel extremely passionate about having the time and also the resources to support young people starting up businesses, but also those that are being bullied, whether that's you know, in your younger years or in business right now, because I've experienced it both on an adult level too within my own industry. Mm. Um, so now it's really, for me, part of, obviously I want to achieve things with the business, but a lot of what we do is about giving back and, and really being able to support others um, and achieving the same success. Have you, have you done talks in schools? Yeah, so I actually I went back to my old primary school um last year and it was it was really, really incredible. It was probably age nine to twelve, um twelve year olds, and it was really amazing. And I actually thought that they wouldn't really care, but see the amount of questions that when you speak in a school that they ask you, like these kids are so intuitive, they're so yeah. smart. And I think in that room that I was in of a three hundred children there was a lot of budding entrepreneurs there. So that is something I'm so passionate about because I think with the school system, a lot of the time, the only path of success is going to university and getting a job. Like that's what they yeah. define success as. And that's why they told me when I was leaving school that I was I was going to ruin my life. Whereas actually, not that business is easy, but it is a path where actually you can go on and you can have success beyond your years. Yeah, completely. And and you kind of control your own destiny. You're in the you're in the driving seat. Have you done secondary schools? Considering your age was sixteen, I think you'd really resonate and be a great inspiring example to secondary schools. Yeah, I mean I've actually not spoken at secondary school yet. It was in my plans for early this year, but of course what's happened has changed. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's definitely definitely something I feel very passionate about and I've just finished writing my book. I, oh, brilliant. which is for you know anyone between the age of 16 and 25 or older and it's really how to start your very first business with no startup funds so I'm sure when that book is finally launched I'll be speaking at many many schools I am buying that for my son yeah <laughs> I, I, I absolutely love him to be inspired and just go right I can do this um and I do agree I think the education system is completely outdated and their definition of success is just needs to be revisited um we have moved on and there are so many creative ways that you can attain success and I think teaching those life skills like I think we should have been taught financial literacy we should have been taught so many things that would have come in handy as an adult I mean when I think about all the time I spent in school learning you know mathematics that I was just never ever going to use and funny enough I was the person that was like are we ever going to use this in our real life (laughs) yeah I mean I got my first mortgage when I was 18 and that was very yeah that was enlightening and it showed me a lot and I thought 
this is what they should be teaching you in school, how to build a credit rating, how to get a mortgage, how to keep a household, how to manage your finances, how to start a business. Like we really need life, those life lessons and life skills in school. Is that, is that in your book? Yes, it is. I mean, (laughs) from like, if you're just out of school, how you can start a business with no money in your bank account, to building it to you know on a million pound idea and it really is very practical I share a lot of my mistakes and a lot of the things that you know that I've learned from along the way so there's there's some very valuable lessons in there and I don't feel like there's a book out there right now that actually speaks to young people because yeah I mean it's a different story trying to build a business maybe when you're 40 and you've got kids and you've got maybe some finances behind you this is really starting a business, building a brand with no experience and literally nothing to show. I can tell you there isn't because I've looked for my son. I've honestly looked out there and gone, okay, is there a book that can do this? Because he's clearly, he he likes to have his own way. So I thought, okay, let's let's work with that. Um, Yeah, you then when I was was younger. (laughs) (laughs) So when's it coming out? Do we have a launch date? No, so it's, I'm currently in discussions with some different publishers um, and some different sponsors. So it's probably going to be out um, early next year, I'm hoping. Um, so we'll see once it's released. But I can definitely send you a copy of the manuscript to, for him to read. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you. Well, he could be your first guinea pig. Testimonial. Yeah, exactly. So what, what, if you could go back, what would you tell your 16-year-old self back then? Is there anything that you would, any messages you'd tell her? Yeah, so I think this is a little bit ironic given I'm probably the most impatient human being in the world in terms of I wanted I had such big goals at a young age and I never ever seen age as something to hold me back but what I would tell my 16 year old self is just take it a bit slower like I believe that you know everything in life happens for a reason and where you are is where you're meant to be um so I would just tell her or anybody else that feels super ambitious at a young age is to enjoy the journey and to also trust that, you know, where you are right now um, isn't forever. And whatever your goal is, if you're determined and you're hardworking enough, you'll get there in the right time. Well, that's great advice. If, if only we could literally go back and tell them that. Um, but then I always think whatever we've experienced, we are where we are because of that. So, yeah, I mean, it's quite yeah. a backward one where you are is where you're meant to be. Um, and then also saying that. But yeah, I get it. And it's. It is, yeah, it's, it's a hard one to listen to, but I think we all, I always try and see the positive or the reason behind where I am right now, and especially with like current times in the world, I think it's important to take time to reflect and, and to think, right, okay, well, this is what's happened. I can't control it, but I'm going to try and make the best of this situation. That's, that's, that's a brilliant way of approaching it. Um, so what, what plans do you have going forward? Are there any future plans we should be aware of? Yeah, so the book has been a bit of my time recently in terms of finishing that. And I feel like it's something I've been always meant to do. Um, it's came pretty much at the perfect time to write it and to get it published. Um, but for me as well, I'm launching something called the Thought Leader Method, which is coaching other entrepreneurs to become thought leaders in their space. 
uh, and to be the the expert in their industry. Um, so I'm working on that, working with some amazing entrepreneurs who are purpose driven and have incredible stories, very inspiring. Um, so that is really what's next for Liv. Um, and yeah, continuing with my property staging business, that's still alive after five years. Um, so yeah, it's exciting times. That's brilliant. So looking back, I guess, are you happy that you listened to that? I guess that's something within or that aha moment? Or is there anything that you would change? Do you know what? I, I wouldn't change any part of it because it's led me to where I am today. Um, and I, I've lost people along the journey. I've learned lessons. I've had very painful experiences. But along the way, I've also had some of like the best life moments possible I um, had some like once in a lifetime moments, met some incredible people along the journey, inspiring people like yourself. Um, so no, I would not change anything. Um, and yeah, I think it's such a good name for the podcast, That's Something Within, because for me, that really, it, it could not be explained or summed up any better. It was just something inside of me that said like, this is what you're going to do and this is the path you need to take. Oh, wow. That's your lovely intuition there. So given your journey, um, is there any advice you'd give to listeners or anyone listening where they've got that something within arising in them or maybe they've had it and they've not listened and they keep thinking about it? I mean, is there anything that you could say to them? Of course. Yeah. And for me, I think even that something within, I would describe that as your gut feeling. And my gut feeling is pretty much, I'd say 99% of the time, completely right. Any time I've went against it, it's not worked out so well for me. So I would say trust your gut at all times. Um, I think it's the best sort of GPS you could take to where you want to go. But also I would say that, you know, just do it. Because I think what these times are teaching us is, that life is unpredictable. You never know what's going to happen tomorrow. And I would much rather, you know, fail at something. I don't believe in failure either. But I'd much rather have that experience where something doesn't work out than always think, but what if, what if, what if I'd done that? What if I'd started that earlier? So I would say that, yeah, you know, no matter what, follow your gut and do it now instead of wait until the time is right, because the time will really never be right. That's that's perfect and brilliant advice um I couldn't have said it better so that's thank you so much I mean I could talk on for hours I yeah, literally could whatever's later <laughs> <laughs> we could carry on but um thank you so much for joining us um it's been so insightful and really really inspiring and actually for me to hear the journey uh in depth has been really eye-opening and inspiring so I hope and I know the listeners will get the same out of that. Where can people find you if they want to follow, reach out, um, find out more? Of course. So you can find me on basically all the social media platforms. I'm on them all. I'm at Olivia Conlon, which is C-O-N-L-O-N on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I'm dropping a DM. I'd love to hear what you love from this podcast. Um, yeah, and we can start a conversation. Brilliant. Thank you so much for joining us, Liv. Thanks for having me, Taban. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for this episode of That's Something Within. We hope you enjoyed the conversation and maybe found inspiration in the stories. If you'd like to get in contact about any of today's points, you can find me at Taban Shuresh on social channels. 
Remember to follow me to get updates on future episodes and remember to share the podcast. We're really looking forward to having you tune in for the next episode.